Father, thank you. It's a privilege to be delegated by Bishop Dugas to come here to this beautiful church of Sacred Heart, which also worships in a beautiful church building. Thank you for the invitation, for the preparation, and let us thank these, our candidates, also. Now, we heard in the gospel about the sower and the seed, and the seed is the word of God, and it's got to fall on good ground. So we need to learn from the word of God, which we've heard this evening, because it's given to us for instruction, right? Okay. First reading was from, ooh, from the Bible, okay, right, from the Acts of the Apostles. And it started off that Jesus showed himself to the disciples for 40 days after rising from the dead. So it's right in this time of year. We're talking about this very time of year. And he told them, remain in Jerusalem till you receive the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. They did. So one of the first things that's required of us if we're to be disciples of Jesus is obedience. Now, if you like, I can ask each of your parents how obedient you are and see you know, what kind of answer we get. But that's something important. That's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we need also, the ability to listen to Jesus, to trust him, and to obey. Because they might have wanted to run on off and, and tell people, but they were, they were somewhat afraid. They didn't start telling people publicly about Jesus' resurrection until they had received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And remember he said, you will be clothed with power from on high be clothed with power from on high when the Holy Spirit comes. And that's the same this evening as in Jerusalem then. But remember when Jesus talks about power, it's not what the world talks about like we see in this horrible war. The power that he's talking about is the power of truth, the power of love, and the power of beauty. Because Jesus showed us that the greatness of his power when he allowed himself to be handed over to evildoers and suffer the agony of the cross. It looked like no power whatsoever. Yet in that, the sins of the world were forgiven, and in his glorious rising, all creation was made anew. So we need to be careful when we think about the power that we'll be clothed with from on high. It's power to be obedient, to do what we know we ought to do. It's the power to love. And you're here today because your parents, most evidently, have accepted their vocation to be your parent. They were expecting a child, they got you and had to know how to be your parent. And you're here today because they accepted that and have shown you the discipline and the self-sacrifice that authentic love requires. And it's the power of beauty, the beauty 
of making your life so beautiful because you witnessed to the truth. So on that Jerusalem day, they were clothed with power from on high. And he told them, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and to the end of the world. And here we are here this evening. Those people on that, that Pentecost had no idea that this part of the world existed. Yet look at us here. We're far more numerous here in this church this evening than those disciples on the day of Pentecost. And that good news has come all the way here to us on this evening because generation after generation after generation of Jesus' followers have passed on that faith given first by the Lord to his disciples down to us today. Since I have the privilege of representing the bishop, let me thank your parents and your godparents and indeed this church community because you are the ones who've handed on this gift of the faith to these young people, your sons and daughters, grandsons and daughters, the young people of your parish community. You have given them this precious gift and it is now you who wish to be confirmed who will receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit so that you will know how to pass that same faith on to persons who are not yet born even. Think of that. So that this faith will continue until the Lord comes again. It's a beautiful thing. And that's why we're blessed this evening to come together to, as the church community here in Salisbury to celebrate this confirmation. It's amazing what you have done. It's amazing what God has done in his church. You heard the letter to the Ephesians. Everyone has gifts that God gives exactly as he knows we need. A lot of times, they're not the gifts that we want. And sometimes people waste a lot of times being jealous. They want the gifts that other people have, but they don't have them. And so instead of developing their own they waste the time being jealous. It's a waste of time. And it means they're not going to make something beautiful of their life, which will be that powerful witness. God has given each of you the gifts that he knew was right for you. Not for somebody else, but for you. They're gifts of God's love to each of you to accept, if you choose to do so, to develop, and to live, so that in the beauty of God's gifts in your life, you will bear witness to the love of God made visible in Jesus Christ our Lord. And it's each of you, the gifts that God has chosen for you. And added to those this evening are the gifts of the Holy Spirit, one of which is fortitude, to be steadfast in your witness. And after these, these gifts that we heard, actually letters to the Corinthians, the gifts we heard, he tells what's the best gift. And that best gift is love, which is patient, which is kind, which bears all things, hopes all things, endures all things. We wouldn't be able to love like that unless God had loved us first. 
And he pours the love, the love of God is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which is given to us. And that love is the most powerful force in all of creation. And that is what you will be clothed with when you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Then the gospel, those seeds, the seed that's the word. If you listen to that, remember some of the seed just happened to fall on the path. The birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and it sprouted and then it got burned up and withered and died. And some fell among thorns and they grew up with it and choked it. Some fell on good ground. And then Jesus explained what that was. That the seed that fell upon the the path, the birds came and ate it up, ate the seeds before they could sprout. The devil comes and takes the word of God from our hearts. And he's very crafty in that. We all know that. We all know how crafty he is. Or it could be on the rocky ground where it sprouts right away because it's warm and the sun's reflecting off the rocks, but there's no water, and it doesn't last. Or I said it could be like the falling among the thorns, and they grow up, the desires and riches and popularity and all these things we think are going to make us happy, and we go for those, and the seed dies. Now, if you had to place yourself on the road, the rocky ground, the thorns and thistles, or the good ground, where would you be? That's not just for you, for the whole church. Where would we be? We've heard Jesus' words to us this evening. Where are we? Where is that seed falling? What we're here to pray for as the body of Christ this evening And remember, especially when we gather to celebrate the Eucharist as the body of Christ, we have the privilege of entering into that intercession which the Son of God, Jesus Christ our Lord, constantly makes for us to his Father. We have the privilege then this evening of joining our voices in our prayer to the voice of Jesus interceding to his Father for you that you be the good ground, that you have the the ability through the discernment of the Holy Spirit to recognize the tricks of the devil, not give in to those, that you have the fortitude, the power with which you're clothed on high to grow and become strong, and to bear witness, that is, to bring others to the good news that God so loved the world that he sent his only son not to condemn the world, but to save it. And that is the mission that you received in baptism. And now you say that you're ready to accept that and to go out and show everybody by the beauty of your life and by the power of your love and your charity and your forgiveness and your forbearance and by your willingness to accept the gifts that you know God has given you, you are being sent to a world which so badly needs to hear that news that God so loved the world, he sent his son as savior. 
And you say you're willing to do that now, because that's the mission that's given to each of Jesus' disciples, therefore each one of us in this church, to go and bring that good news to others. And as I said a few minutes ago, those who've gone before us have been faithful to that. And that's why we are here these millennia after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Jerusalem. And it will be, if you accept that mission, which the Lord has called each of you to accept, then it's likely that millennia after this gathering of the church here, that same good news will be preached until the Lord comes again. So that's why we're here this evening, to complete that gift of the Spirit to you when you were baptized, so that you may recognize and discern the gifts that God has uniquely given to each of you. You may have the same gifts, but it's going to be uniquely to each of you because each of you have been uniquely made by God so that you can go and proclaim to the world the love of God made visible in Jesus Christ our Lord and you will be able to do that because God in his mercy gives us the ability to do what he commands because he gives us his very love and life which is the Holy Spirit. So if you're willing to do that, then I'm going to ask you now in your name, to affirm those vows of your baptism, which were most likely made in your name by your parents and godparents at your baptism, and before God and this church assembled here to profess your faith and to accept, express your willingness to accept the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which will make you his disciples ready to go and to witness at home at school, where you work, where you play, and through the rest of your life to the love of God which was poured out into you by the Spirit that is given to you. So I'd ask you who are to be confirmed now to stand. And as I said before, God and the church assembled here to renew those vows of your baptism publicly before God's people here. And when you respond to this, I want the church to rock. Okay? You are to profess your faith publicly. And we read in the Acts of the Apostles that when the church prayed, the building shook. So I ask you, do you renounce Satan and all his works and empty promises? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death and was buried, rose again from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who, who today, through the sacrament of confirmation, is given to you in a special way, just as he was given to the apostles on the day of Pentecost? Do you believe in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? This is our faith, 
This is the faith of the church. We are proud to profess it in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, brothers and sisters, I said, as we come together as the body of Christ, he's promised that where two or three are gathered in his name, he is present in our midst. And he's given us by the gift of the Holy Spirit to each of us in our baptism and confirmation to be his body. And as I said, to enter in now to that intercession the Lord Jesus Christ continuously and ceaselessly makes for his church. And to pray most insistently for these young women and men of this church community that the Father send down on them the fullness of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So I invite you to join your prayers as we invoke God's blessings and the coming of the Spirit on these confirmation candidates. So brothers and sisters, let us pray to God, the Almighty Father, for these, his adopted sons and daughters, already born again to eternal life and baptism, that he will graciously pour out the Holy Spirit upon them to confirm them with his abundant gifts and through his anointing, conform them more fully to Christ, the Son of God. And I ask Father Eckert to join me as in the church's ancient gesture of invoking the Holy Spirit, we extend our hands over those to be confirmed. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who brought these, your servants, to new birth by water and the Holy Spirit, freeing them from sin, send upon them, O Lord, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete. Give them the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and fortitude, the spirit of knowledge and piety. Fill them with the spirit of the fear of the Lord, and we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.